One of my favorite parts of this show is hearing from people all around the world who have tuned in. Today's guest is streaming from Malaysia, and I'm glad she listened to our show. She has incredible stories of bootstrapping, firsthand stories of surviving a decade in business, launching new ventures as well, and so much more. And with that, welcome to That Entrepreneur Show, where you get to hear from founders around the world as they share the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. My name is Vincent A. Lancy, and I am your host. But before I bring on today's amazing guest, it is rapid fire time. Quick questions and quick answers, starting with which platform do you stream your podcast through? Apple, mostly. I'm Apple as well. Where do you yeah. typically listen to your podcasts? So I typically listen usually. Well, if it's not a pandemic, uh, while I'm having a walk, but yeah. yeah. So pandemic, <laughs> you mentioned pandemic in Malaysia. Are you back under COVID lockdown as we're producing this episode mid-August? That's right. It's been um, it's been on a lockdown since March of this year. So basically, that's why I'm like, you know, kind of like trying to think what do I answer for this one? Hey, well, I'm glad <laughs> we're able to make some time. And I'm hopeful for everyone that we are pushing through this together. Yeah. But now I'd like to know, do you listen to your podcast since we're under COVID now, before we work, after you work, while you work? Yeah. So um, if I'm having a walk, it's always through some form of an earphone or headphones. Um, but if it's like, if I'm only at home, it's mostly through the computer. So I'll just be yeah listening on the computer. Thank you for sharing. And for everyone listening on, I'd love to hear how you podcast too. Email me info at vincentalancy.com to be featured on a show. But if it is your first time joining us, whether you're looking to start or scale your business, this is the show for you because you never know which motivational journey will inspire you most. As I mentioned, today's guest has a powerful story to share. She is the co-founder and CEO of both PictoChart and PictoStory. They are visual storytelling tools and each serve different needs. PictoChart is primarily used for visuals and infographics, while PictoStory is used more for videos. She has built this business with her husband, which I think is amazing, for over 10 years now. And they have tons of stories to share, as you can imagine, from that time period. Some areas she's going to focus on, why it is possible to build a profitable and purposeful people-first organization, how to bootstrap, and why they went on a four-day work week, if she has any regrets about that, and so much more. So allow me to now bring her on to share this amazing journey. I Ching Go, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me in the show. My pleasure. Would you mind giving our audience a little preview into who you are, all things you, before we dive into business talk? Sure. So um, I actually co-founded uh, PictoChart with my husband, like you know, like you said, 10 years ago. Um, we started out with just an idea for an infographic maker, but we became more and more of a, like a storytelling tool today. Um, we also have a new product now. We launched this earlier this year, which you briefly mentioned about video. And we believe that video is going to be a real great, you know, uh, big part of us. It's going to be huge as a storytelling media um, really soon. And we're very excited to be part of that. Apart from business, um, my husband and I, we also, um, he's Italian. And I'm obviously living here in Malaysia. We're here in Malaysia most of the time. We used to travel in between of the two continents very often. Uh, we have a daughter together as well, so I'm also a mom. And yeah, um, 
I think that's a short intro. <laughs> that, that must be great to go back and forth. I've only been to Italy once, but I had a great, great time. Did everything from Rome to Turin, Venice, you name it. But now let's actually jump into business talk. There's a lot of reasons why people become entrepreneurs. Let's hear what led you into that journey. Yeah, we kind of have had like multiple starts. None of it was uh, planned. It was almost like organic. So what happened was that I was in corporate and I was working in corporate for a while and I suffered from a massive burnout and I was in my early 20s. So what happened was I actually had to do a surgery. Most people took two weeks to recover and I took three months. I was bedridden for three months uh, in my early 20s. And this made me think and reevaluate everything that I knew about life itself. So it was a very existential question. I was like, do I even have a purpose? What do I really love doing? Like, who am I? You know, like all that kind of questions. And um, although we didn't have a business idea necessarily, what my husband and I both knew was that we wanted to create a purposeful workplace. Um, somewhere where it was people first, where people wouldn't feel, you know, Monday blues and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And not to anyone's surprise, we started out with web design consulting. So basically, we built websites for people. And this was more than 10 years ago, right? You don't have like yeah. cool tools like all the Squarespace, you know, Webflow, etc. You don't have them. <laughs> so that's quite different. And um, we needed to get our own clients. So I discovered inbound marketing uh, at a time HubSpot was just growing. It was their like first or second year as well. Uh, learned a lot about content marketing and everything. And I was like, this thing is going to be more visual. Like if people are going to create more blogs, they're going to need more visuals to go together with their blogs. And that could come in the form of infographics or blog graphics. And um, so I pitched the idea to my husband and the rest was kind of history for PictoChart. Um, PictoStory has a slightly different story. We built this while PictoChart became quite mature and we were looking for a different medium to for people to tell stories and we felt that video had a very and you know this because you're you're in this like business basically um it uh it has a very authentic and it you know stories just carry off very differently compared to like visuals like it carries emotions it's packed with a punch um the idea was actually pitched by a developer and then uh afterwards by a product designer so it didn't even come from us but yeah you mentioned a lot of great points there transitioning with the times how video is even more popular i can agree with you right now as we record we are on a zoom call i yeah. of course would love to produce video at one point but as a solopreneur for all these years you prioritize things and i think it's yeah. more important to get the message out there great conversations just like this so thank you for sharing the history but since you embarked on this entrepreneurial journey what are two of the hardest parts of being an entrepreneur in your opinion yeah i I felt that the first one for an entrepreneur, I probably have gotten slightly better at this over time, is swallowing the humble pill. So taking too long to realize that you're wrong and you're like, no, I'm still right. And you keep going on. So you don't know how to cut losses and you don't know when to say stop. Um, and entrepreneurs often, you know, just really think they're, they're right. Um, very hard, I think, for most people to say, hey, I've made a mistake. Let's make a U-turn. Because think about it, like we all need to be convincing our stakeholders, our employees about something that was right. And then suddenly, you know, it's turned wrong. So for me, that's the first thing. Um, the second one would probably be just not knowing what you don't know. Uh, I resonate with this a lot more, even now today, <laughs> after 10 years, I feel that as an entrepreneur, I had to learn everything from 
what does culture even mean? What are these SaaS financials? You know, what strategy? How do you grow a company? How do you retain the world's best talent and remain bootstrapped at the same time? How do you remain sane? And um, an entrepreneur doesn't have all of these answers. I think I've I've personally tried by reading, you know, getting a coach, um, networking. But to be honest, I felt like I learned most of my lessons by doing it and failing at it. So that's hard. I think that constant failing, going up and down, um, it's a, that fluctuation in energy and mood and all that really, um, it, it takes a toll on the person. So that's how. Really well said all the way around. No one ever wants to be told they're wrong, but in entrepreneurship, that is just that. You fail, quote unquote, and then you fix what you didn't do well and you keep trying it again and again and again. There is no textbook for entrepreneurship, although I am big fan of education and reading and coaching, but sometimes you have to deal with it in the real world to understand it. And I think that applies to a lot of things. But if you take anything away from that answer, everyone go after it and try it. If it doesn't work out, so what? At least you started. It's a lot easier the second time than the first time. Once you get going, things can change. But out of this whole experience over entrepreneurship decade plus, what is one of your greatest lessons learned now that we're on this topic? Yeah, um, I wish that I, you know, stopped hesitating and I was more like I was bolder to make certain decisions. I had a lot of self-doubt, especially in the earlier years of my entrepreneurship. I was like, oh, maybe I don't know what I'm doing. I should be listening to that person, that person. But honestly, the company just needs a leader to steer, you know, the direction. And I I just, yeah, I wish I didn't have to take all, in all of those opinions and just go for it. <laughs> It's, it's tough to not give in to those opinions. It's tough to, mm -hmm. at first, at least when your confidence isn't there, then once you start building and understanding that not everything is going to work out, not everything can work out, it's not possible. I even look at this baseball analogy where in, in baseball, you're a Hall of Fame hitter if you hit 300. That means you fail 70% of the time. I mean, 70% of the time you do not get a hit. It says a lot. If you're willing to put in the work and grind it out, it will work out at the end of the day. I'm a believer in that. I'm nowhere where I want to be, but I have seen progression go and go and go. And now we're on book four, the four shows. It's a long way from just one year ago. And that's how I look at it. But let's look a little deeper here. Let our audience learn a little more about you. If you could have a conversation with any entrepreneur, who are you choosing? Um, if it has to be an entrepreneur, probably Natalie Nagel. So she's the co-founder of uh, Wildbit. Okay. They found, okay, again, it's a husband and wife team. They found um, successful companies together. They're in it for 20 years. So twice as long as I am. Um, they're very people first. And I also felt that they defended a very tough competitive niche. And they, they kind of did all of this like in the span of 20 years together. Uh, so they're like kind of a role model to us. I love it. As a role model, you may have had a conversation or reached out to have a cold conversation. Have you already, have you met them? No, I, I haven't, but we, we know of each other's existence because um, we're part of their whole like people first network and everything. And her team is more in contact with me than I, I am um, with, you know, with them, but it's, yeah, I, I know it's not like one day. And if I ever made it to, you know, um, the U.S. again, after all of this settles down, I would probably make it an effort to go and like have a conversation with them. Well, I think the first step is going to be to tag her in this podcast when it launches. So please do that. But let's delve deeper. Where is this meeting going to go down? If you could pick the spot, where is it going to happen? Anywhere in the world? 
Oh man, I I have no idea. I might like they're very outdoorsy people, and I have not actually. I've been to the states multiple times, and it's always been for work and business. I would love to go somewhere, you know, like in Colorado or something, somewhere where the outdoors super beautiful, or like a lake or something. So, um, yeah, would have chosen one of those like national parks or something to to actually meet. <laughs> I love that. I'm looking to go to some national parks too. And travel right yeah. now we're in summer and there's a lot going on in america because we were locked down for a while i'm in florida where thankfully somehow we never really had much as far as lockdown our restaurants were open five weeks after 2020 but yeah that's the crazy world we live in every town is like a different country at this point because there's different rules but let's look into the future here what's next for all of your entrepreneurial endeavors yeah so we've kind of in the past year until now been building like two new products so the beta editor for pick the chart is up um, for pro users to test it out right now and that's kind of crazy because we've had that same product for like the past almost 10 years and now we're about to make a change like so what's that. changing is that we're making it a more modern experience but that's not that's not it it's also changing its value proposition we started off as a very templates intensive type of like infographic maker but we wanted to slowly reposition ourselves more in storytelling so you're going to see a lot more features and values um, coming like up that. within storytelling itself so that's super exciting but scary because we're making a change after you know such a long time the second one is obviously pictorial story so that, like that's the whole all-in-one you know really easy video content um, creation tool um, you mentioned earlier that you know you really believe in videos but don't have the time for that so it's precisely for people like that that we're you know trying to like build yeah all, all of these products for so you have to keep me posted so i can give it a try and hopefully spread the, spread some word for you because it is tough to prioritize that and you're feeling a need yeah. everyone listening out there it's another great lesson she's teaching you if there's a need for something attack it because there's going to be a want if there's a need thank you for sharing all these ambitious goals and now we're going to look into the spotlight story if it's your first time joining us, I share the story of another entrepreneur to inspire you, the listener, from a new lens. And as we have an all-star entrepreneur from Malaysia on the show this week, we will now listen to another journey in Dadak Seri Hazmiza office. More commonly known as Dr. Vida, I learned she is one of the most successful businesswomen in Malaysia. She has her own empire of health and cosmetic business, Vida Beauty, and its famous product, Ku Pitu. I admire this story because of how much she has gone through and she never gave up. She lost her father at the young age of eight. She had to mourn for her two children that died in a fire incident in August, 2013. She also, at the time this article was written, was going through a divorce with a lot of roadblocks, but losing her father young led her to find herself being independent and learning she could support herself by running a business. So she wanted her own one and she made it happen. As a student, she learned to make money selling pre-packed meals to friends. But like many of you listening on, she went through multiple high and low points. Don't give up. This includes taking on a 100,000 RM loan or Malaysian ringgits to open up a salon. It was only after 12 years, that's 12, into her teaching career, she decided to switch jobs and working at the National Vocational Training Council but eventually, Vita Beauty did get incepted and earned a 1 million Malaysian ringgits grant from the government to help her develop her business. Look at this timeline, everyone. Sometimes it's not quick, but it will be worth it. She battled more adversity when they were on the verge of closing down, when she invested half the capital into advertising, but it did not work. 
This all changed when she finally promoted her products on the RTM Clanton FM radio station. Since then, as you can guess, she's been more cautious about how she markets her product and uses herself frequently as a brand ambassador. What do you like best about this story? She had, like, yeah, in this particular story, it's just kind of crazy. Like you said, you know, all the things that she's been through, she's pushed through, and now she's yep. hyper successful. I saw on Instagram, she has over like 2 million followers, and that's that's crazy. It's got a niche, and she definitely owns it very well. Great analysis there. This whole episode has been amazing. Thank you so much. I know I thanked you for the lessons learned as they came up, but I have to thank you again. Everything you said was authentic, and I appreciate that. Again, I appreciate you spreading some love on the show all the way out in Malaysia. And I am going to link you up with a friend and guest on all my series, Josh Grenowitz. Storytelling is his whole business. He is here in America, and I think, hey, there may be a potential collab there for you both. So why not? But I would now like to ask you for your last word. Yeah, um, for me, it's always been about like, you know, learning how to tell a story, especially for an entrepreneur that can become so invaluable. Like I, I only learned this towards the, you know, later parts of the, um, of 10 years. It's not only for internal communication, convincing, getting buy-in, but, you know, for those of us who actually have um, external stakeholders, whether dealing with customers, investors, super, super important, like to get the message out there. So love that invest. message. <laughs> Well, now we got to ask, how can everybody get in touch with you? Um, they can get to me via LinkedIn. So I think Golf, my name, um, it's there. Just look it up. Or Twitter, um, AC Golf. That's uh, the two places I'm publicly <laughs> available. Yeah. What about the websites for the companies? Yeah, sure. So it's pictochart.com, um, P-I-K-T-O-C-H-A-R-T. And the other one will be Pictostory, same P-I-K-T-O-Story.com. Thank you for sharing that. Everyone, you heard the value in this episode. Check out what she has to offer. No matter what field you're in, her resource can be extremely valuable to you. And while you're checking her out on her content, be sure to look us up too. We're at That Entrepreneur Show on all social media, except Twitter at Podcast by Lancey. So you have updates from all of my shows. I'm at Vincent A. Lancey on everything, YouTube, social media, and the website is vincentalancey.com. And it's time for that quote to end the show. And of course, it's from the Tay's Spotlight Entrepreneur. I've gone through failures and losses, but it only made me more determined to work harder for this life and the hereafter. I would not be able to achieve all of these without tenacity. Thanks for listening. And I will see you all next week on That Entrepreneur Show. 